expect nothing. And I'm still let down. It has been a lot of fun the last few weeks as a Cub fan. Leading into the trade deadline, we saw some ups. We've seen some downs. It has been a journey. Kind of what you want to see when you're a baseball fan here in Chicago. Just making things interesting until the Bears put on some pads. But if you're a Cub fan, you're looking forward to the future. You're looking forward to a potential playoff run. And you're also looking forward to free agency. And that's why here on the Sports Cubicle, I want to talk with the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Tingle and Paul Shavari throughout the entire show. I'm Mike Mercado, and I want to hit on expectations, Marvelous, because as Cup fans, you and I have talked about it since February, about what we thought this team was going to do, the free agency moves that they did, bringing in Dansby, and the way the pitching rotation has looked, looking at what options the Cubs have for next year, the emergence of Cody Bellinger. I predicted the Cubs were going to be a 500 team. They were going to win about 82 games. I thought they were going to be competitive in the NL Central. I think you were around the same area ballpark as me, just depending on injuries and how things kind of shaked out. But here we are. In now going to be the second week of August, and this Cubs team has played themselves into NL wildcard and NL central play for a playoff berth. And now Cub fans don't know what to think. They know next year there's going to be big money spent. They know this team is being competitive this year. So Marvelous, you've seen a lot of baseball. You've coached a lot of games in all these different sports. You've scouted all these different sports. Where are you when it comes to the Cubs and your expectations as a fan and somebody who watches them? Well, it's tough. They lost two out of three to the Mets. <laughs> and the team that's slightly ahead of them now, the Marlins, they got swept by, I think, earlier in the year. So uh, it's, it's it's kind of hard to say what's going to happen. I mean, right now, I mean, for a moment, they were mathematically ahead of Cincinnati for the third and final wild card spot um, after Tuesday night, I think it was, or Monday night, I'm not sure which. But in any event, they're in the hunt, but there's – too many hunters. You got San Francisco, of course, and you've got you know it looks like the leader for that in Philadelphia. They're going to battle for the the first wild card spot. So it's that third one that's going to be a little challenging. But um, Bellinger's definitely been been unbelievable, you know. And of course, the addition of Candelaria has been remarkable. He was fit in perfectly. But uh, you know, and, and Suzuki got in the lineup finally last night and. Did a little bit of good. I guess he's not in the doghouse anymore. But, uh, you know, it's a, they've got the parts. It's just the pitching. I mean, I'm a little worried about it at times. I mean, you know, uh, Assad's going to be a fill-in, and you've got Hendricks seems to be able to go about six innings. <laughs> and, you you know, if Stroman can come back like to his April and May form, they'll be outstanding. I think the hitting is going to be good enough. It's just the pitching, and I guess uh, <laughs> I'm not too excited about Wesnitsky after last night. We're speaking on on Thursday right now. I'm talking about Wednesday night when, you know, he basically cost them the game. I don't know why Rossi put him in in that spot, but I don't think he's going to do that again because <laughs> that was basically, he was home run, double, you know, he hit a guy. I mean, you know, I don't know. So uh, did they send him down to Iowa yet? As of right now, I was telling the people I was sitting with, I hope, hope he has a short-term lease at his place in Chicago after that performance. But in any event, I think they have enough, you know, they have the movable parts. They got like, uh, like Madden used to like the first base, third base, you know, center field. They bring, you know, they take wisdom. They pinch it from a talkman. And they put him in the outfield, move Bellinger to first base and Candelario from first to third. Like the good old days, like, 2016. I mean, I, I I have the feeling of 2016 only because right now I'm working for the same company that I worked for in 2016. So I think I think that's good luck. I you left and came back. And so I mean, I, it's it's a good vibe. But I kind of have my 
doubts that they, you know, they're going to end with Milwaukee. They play Atlanta again mm-hmm. late in September. The stretch here is critical for them. Mm-hmm. They have to do. Toronto's going to be tough. Then they have the Sox in Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and Detroit. They got to really be strong in that group there before they have some more games against the teams that they're competing against. So um, should be interesting. I just feel like it's going to be a challenge, you know, definitely. And uh, we'll just hope for the best is all we can do. That's what we always do as Cubs fans. I told my son when he was a, a little boy not to not to get too involved with the Cubs to, to break your heart. But, I mean, he got to see a championship. And he was born in 19 My father was born in 1913, and he never saw a championship. So I guess, you know. <laughs> we we got to be happy for the small thing. Count him while we got him, my friend. Okay, we got to enjoy it while we see it. You know, you bring up some right. interesting point, marvelous, because this is let's 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 get away from September for a second. Because if you get to September with your head above water, anything is on the table. But you bring up the schedule, and this is a debate Paul and I have argued all season long. I think the Cubs have answered the schedule more often than they haven't. But it goes back to my point of this is a team that's going to be around 500. They're going to win about 82 games, 83 games, and when that happens, you go on streaks and you also lose games you're not supposed to. I was really worried about this White Sox series coming up after the Toronto series because that seemed kind of like the trap in between the Blue Jays and the Royals while you have Milwaukee kind of down your sights in about a week and a half. But if the Cubs handle business and you're able to get Marcus Stroman back in the next few weeks, Justin Steele is still able to maintain the momentum he's had. Jamison Tyone is able to just, even if he just kind of comes back more to the medium, it's still a big plus from what he was pitching in the beginning of the season to what you have now, and you're just hoping that you put Smiley in the bullpen and Witzneski try to figure something out, and if one other pitcher is able to step up, able to match what the front end of this rotation can do, the Cubs are still going to be in good shape. I think when we're talking about expectations, this is something that I've really come to terms with. It is going to be such a Herculean effort for this team to do what we think or we're projecting for them to do the way that they had that horrible June. You have to remember this team was dead in the water two weeks heading into the trade deadline, and they went on this winning streak. They proved why the numbers, why the advanced analytics were proven correct, why those numbers said the run differential should say this is a better team than they are. But if you look at, let's say, an example of the wildcard standings this early in August— Miami's ahead of them, and Milwaukee's ahead of them. You think about series that they lost, dumb ways that they've lost, one-run games that they lost, games that have come down to decisions by David Ross or lack of hitting clutch moments by this team have come against teams like Miami and Milwaukee, yet they've been able to beat Cincinnati and Atlanta and the Dodgers and San Francisco. So there is going to be something to, in the big moment, can these teams step up? Can they beat the teams they're supposed to? But the expectation of they're going to win the NL Central, they're going to win a wild card, the fact that they've gotten themselves to this place, the fact that they've gotten themselves to a spot where they can overtake X amount of teams, it's no longer you're looking up at four or five teams. You're looking up at Milwaukee and you're looking up at Miami. Anything else is gravy, right? If you catch San Francisco, if you catch Philadelphia. But the fact of the matter is you only have to catch one of two teams. And that in itself is a huge marker for this Cubs team. And I think Cubs fans, more than 2016, being able to manage expectations of enjoying this ride, get to September with entertaining baseball, serious baseball, competitive baseball, is more than we could have asked for for the last few years. And it should be the standard that we hold the Chicago Cubs on. And I think that should be the expectation. Holding them to a standard of getting us to September and being competitive. And you know what? 
Marvin, for me, that's my expectation. Have an yeah. okay August and get us to good, entertaining, playoff atmosphere baseball in September. Absolutely. And I was enjoying Devin and Paul's Chicago White Sox, the Yankee series. You know, they, they look pretty good, and that's a good thing. You know why? Because the Brewers are coming to town. <laughs> the Brewers are playing the White Sox. Yep. And you know how much I love the balanced schedule. The Yankees <laughs> are going to Miami now. So, I mean, I, we're rooting for the Yankees and the White Sox. Totally insane to beat the to beat the Brewers and the Marlins who are ahead of us. So that's that's all I have to say about that. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to for sure make for an entertaining end of the season, marvelous. And I think for you and for me, I think for all of us, knowing that we're going to have 17 weeks of football, right, and knowing that we have the NBA and going to see what the future for the Bulls hold, the Cubs and White Sox are at such an interesting point in their franchise for the history of what could be the next 10 years for their franchises. And for Cub fans, I think it's really easy to daydream about Shohei Otani, right, or what could be in 2024, what magic could happen in 2023. But I think it's also important if you're, for for example, a White Sox fan, to pay attention to what's happening on, on August 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, whatever, to see who the lineup is, to see how Luis Robert is playing, to see what happens with Tim Anderson. And if you're a Cup fan... You have to enjoy this series against Toronto, even if you hate the balanced schedule or not. The fact is that in August, you're playing the Toronto Blue Jays in games that matter. Enjoy that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Enjoy the fact that you're going to have a series on August 28th, a three-game series against the Brewers heading into September. And guess what? September comes around, you're playing against the Reds. That, to me, is something to be excited about. We may not see the Cubs get to the promised land and play meaningful late October baseball. But if you get to those moments, you're playing baseball that matters. And for any consumer, that's all we ask for for our dollar and for the value of our time is making it worth it. And Marvelous, I think you and I have done a really good job of maintaining expectations, keeping the team accountable, and also giving the criticism and all of the accolades that we can as time has gone on for this team. And we'll continue to do so because they've earned it. And that's kind of the enjoyment of 162 days in the middle of summer. But Marvelous, thank you so much for taking some time for us. I know you're super busy this no, late into I'm not the week. That busy. I, I, I locked all the doors, man. You know, <laughs> you talk about you talk about <laughs> you talk about uh, you get you want to watch the Cubs and the Blue Jays. Hope you have Apple TV on Friday night. <laughs> oh my goodness, Marvelous! You know what, Marvelous? Let me let's talk about really fast for for five seconds. The uh, you know the 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 land of media rights and the land of announcing and the way these this thing is going around. What happened with Kevin Brown and the Baltimore Orioles was one of the worst things I've ever, I've ever seen when it comes to owner interference, and I've seen some dumb ones here in Chicago. But really fast, because I'm going to talk to Paul about this later on in the show or next week, but the Baltimore Orioles suspending indefinite their announcer, Kevin Brown, for just stating facts. I mean, we talk about Apple TV, Jason Benetti, how blessed we are here in Chicago to have great announcers, but that was Bush League by Baltimore, who, for all intents and purposes, were getting a lot of hype because of them in a division that they've never won in the last 20 years to be where they're at right now. Yeah, well, ever since Jim, Jim Palmer, the good old days, <laughs> with, with, my, with Weaver as manager. Yeah, those are the Orioles, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I'm thinking the Orioles and the Reds are, like, great stories because – um, I don't. I'd like to challenge somebody to name five players on either team. 
you know, I know Vado. I mean, you know, right. So, but uh, seriously, it's uh, it's it's a it's interesting. Kind of young teams, uh, and and it isn't always the the names that win. Uh, right now, the strongest organization is probably Atlanta. It looks oh, like yeah. they're going to be strong for a while. But uh, it, I mean, other than that, these other teams, it's it's good to see some different teams you know that get in there so even some small markets except for chicago will make that exception but <laughs> other than that i mean it, it makes it more interesting and that third wild card is interesting too i i still don't like the fact that the top two get the buy because you know sometimes the buy doesn't work too well for you when you sit no out a week yeah right and then and then it's, i also don't like the three games i mean minnesota cleveland's going to host a three-game series all in their home building against probably like Boston or the Yankees or, you know, somebody like that that has a better record. So that's kind of bizarre, but it is what it is. <laughs> and and I think that you, that's the, the problem I have with the Orioles removing their broadcaster, Kevin Brown, after the comments that the team put out there, you know, like the marketing team put out there, that the graphic team put out there. We should be talking about what Marvin just talked about, that the Baltimore Orioles and Cincinnati and all these other teams from major markets to small markets are competing against one another either because of the extra wild card or because owners are spending money. And instead, you have this owner not minding his own business instead of enjoying his young team coming out of nowhere in the toughest division in baseball and enjoying that. They do this instead, and we already know how Bush League, the Baltimore ownership is. So I just wanted to bring that out. I'm glad, Marver, you brought up how fun the team yeah. is on the field, but just how right. how goofy it is to do what they did. I know it's good. I mean, talking about goofy, they used to have, uh, you know, on, on the networks, uh, prize fighting on you know Friday and Saturday nights. Well, I got we got to see it on Saturday night in Cleveland. Oh, stop it! All right, you know what? That's it. You can tell you can tell that the marvelous one has been up early, so that we're gonna let him go back at the timeouts. Make sure you let us know all over the socials, guys, what you think about your expectations for the Chicago Cubs. We're on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. Of course, the marvelous has it. I have it. Go check out our friends over at Cheats and Giggles. You know the marvelous has all the eucalyptus mattressing to make sure he's calm and. And he doesn't pull a TA. So go check out our friends over at Sheets and Giggles using the promo code, the Sports Cubicle Sports from the Couch. And of course, check out all our awesome merch over at luchadog.shop. And we're all over the universe. We're on Twitter at the Sports Cubicle. Search of Sports from the Couch. Wherever you get your favorite podcast at Sports from the Couch. And the WCPT 820 SoundCloud. For the marvelous one, Dan Marver. For Devin Single. For Paul Shivari. I'm Mike Mercado.